Welcome to Joel and the Boys Basketball Podcast. I'm Marcus Simmons. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. And I'm here with my other co-host, my pops, also known as Coach Simmons, the son, and also the IOK entrepreneur, Joel Simmons. How you doing today, pops? I'm doing good, man. Um, today we're gonna be without my brother Joey. Like I said, man, you gotta we gotta make that money, man. So he's out working right now, and we're gonna try to um, do as best we can without him. But he's in, he's here in spirit. So um, first up, we're gonna talk about um, just highlight the week of March fifteenth in the NBA. Um, just talk about different games we kind of want to comment on. Uh, the NBA trades. PJ Tucker finally got moved. Uh, Trevor Ariza, who I didn't even know was still in the NBA, he Man, got traded. And other potential NBA trades coming up. Uh, the MVP race and uh, the Rookie of the Year race. Well, it seems like uh, Lamelo's kind of run away with that. But um, first up, NBA game that happened on Tuesday night. Uh, Portland they beat the Pelicans one twenty five to one twenty four, and uh, Dame. Uh, they had a comeback victory. Dame scored 50 points, and then he won the game basically at the free throw line, and the Pels got to go ahead, tried to get – they had the last shot where Zion got the ball and kind of threw up a little jump hook and missed it. And uh, what are your, your thoughts about the Pels? They seem like they're on their way to playing better basketball, but that was a tough one for them to lose and, you know, trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, that, was a, that, was a, that was a tough way to lose it. But, you know, uh, I think that's that shows that there's some growing pains. Uh, you know, with those kind of losses, they stick with you a little longer. And, and if you're a, a, a top-type player, a competitive player, you, you're going to – Put, you're gonna you're gonna bookmark this game. You know, you, you you let this guy get get loose for 50 points, and then he gets to win it at the line. And, and you know, uh, that's a lot of points they're scoring. Also, a lot of points they're giving up. That should tell them that they have the offenses pretty well. But you know, some things you got to tighten up on the defense. Sometimes you got to stop a guy. You know, it's, it's good enough to make a basket, but sometimes you got to stop the other team from making a basket. That that's a loss that I think it's going to stick with them for the rest of the year. And uh, C.J. McCollum, he came back. Um, mm-hmm. That was his first game back in almost, seems like, I think about two months. Two months at least. And um, yeah. he just had 10 points, so he was, I guess you would say, rusty. Getting loose. And yeah. um, they said Brandon Ingram kind of struggled towards the end. It seems like they don't, they mm-hmm. still don't have some type of pecking order. It seems like it's Zion's team, but Ingram yeah. still is playing like he's the the so-called leader, but right. he, technically he, he probably is the most polished out of Zion. You know, Zion mostly inside, and he can and uh, Ingram can score at you know the three different levels: inside, outside, mid-range. Yeah, absolutely. but they just got to figure out a way you know close out games, and they're gonna they're gonna get there. But yeah, you know they that should have been a game they should have took care of. Yeah, they had it in their pocket and they let it slip right out. And um, on Wednesday night, the Bucks they beat the 76ers one on nine to one on five, and um, uh, Giannis led the way with that. But a big, um, not a big controversy, but for the Philadelphia uh, players, supposedly Dwight Howard in in particular, uh, Giannis after he scored like a go ahead bucket, mm-hmm. he just went and sat down, and I guess they took offense of that, and I'm like this. Who, like, who cares? Who cares yeah. what Dwight Howard says? Yeah, he was saying that, <laughs> I mean, that was on. on 316 day, the you know, <laughs> uh, Stone Cold day 316. He was talking about he wanted to go stun, Stone Cold stun uh, Giannis, but oh, please, I don't think it, I think they just, just upset they lost. Like it was a tough game and without him beat, mm, but so. um, they probably will see each other um, down the line in the playoffs, so there'll be a good little matchup and um. 
<clears throat> the Bucks. That's you know they they been kind of up and down this year. So I still say that's a good win, even though Embiid didn't play. Oh yeah, and it makes it makes them look. You know they're trying to get higher in that seed, so they won't have to go out on the road in the first game. I don't blame them. Yeah. And um, the other game, the Warriors, they beat the Rockets 108-94 on Wednesday night. Uh, they Basically, the Warriors basically won the game without Steph. Steph got hurt, I think, early in the game. He shot a three-pointer. And, um, yep. you know, they kind of do those kind of back-trotting after they shoot. And mm-hmm. he just kept going. He tripped and fell into the stands. And, you know, those uh, – you know, the steps in those arenas and even, you know, regular yeah. gyms. They're like metal plated, you know, I guess to keep him upright. And he felt he hit his tailbone on it and yeah. he was out for the rest of the rest of that game. And then they're saying the game, I think t- the next game is the Grizzlies. I think he's probably doubtful to play in that. They said he's not going to play. That's what I read. So it, it's just, um, it's kind of just weird how that happened. Like usually they, they know where they are on the court and he just kept, I guess mm-hmm. he just lost his balance and, uh, Cause that's something you that that's got to be tough hitting your tailbone oh, on hit, some metal. I hit to hit it by accident. And um, they just that game pretty much just shows the Rockets they're just they're just tanking. I think they've lost sixteen or seventeen yeah. in a row now. Yeah, they're just going through the motions, man. And and really, uh, what do you what do you expect? They're letting all the players go. Anybody who can play, they're not playing. They're just going throwing out ten guys. I, I might get ten minutes if I came there. They still, because then they even wall, I think they say he's going to have to have surgery. Well, they're going to scope out his knee. Oh, so that's oh my that's not good. They they oh. I think Oladipo plays every once in a while, and we talked about this on other podcasts. Eric Gordon, is he hurt his groin. Yeah. So they're pretty much just run out young those young guys and probably G League-type players. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. just look like they're angling to get the number one pick yeah. so far. I think they're one of the worst next to um, – uh, Minnesota, of course, one of the worst teams in the NBA history. And um, yeah, let's go move on to the Mavs and uh, the Clippers mm-hmm. game. The Mavs beat them one hundred five to eighty nine. Yeah, uh, Luca he got loose in the fourth quarter. He kind of crossed over Paul George and mm. Paul George. You know, I hate to harp on him. He was complaining about the refs saying they weren't getting calls, and he got. You know, of course, he got fined thirty five thousand dollars. He could have gave me that money. And um, yeah. what are your thoughts on the Clips? Because I, I said this on the last podcast, they beat, they blew out the Warriors. Yeah. Then they yeah. go and lose. Who did they lose to? They lost to the um, to the Knicks or somebody. It, it was they somebody had, they had no business because because Lou got mad at, after that game. You know, I I just think what what it is with them. I think they just uh. uh I don't know if they feel good. We're gonna play good today, and if everybody's gonna play good, we're gonna play good. But but you know what? They still have them. To my in my opinion, they have them coming together as a team. And 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 look, Paul George. Paul George. He said so. He's one of the big three or whatever it is they have with that team. You know what? He does a lot of belly aching for 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 a guy who who's supposed to be uh, an example. He's carrying his team. These guys, you know, they can look to him. He's out here belly aching. Just go ahead and play. And what he should have been doing was trying to guard Luca better. That's what he should have been doing. Uh, they yeah, well they they lost yeah. they lost to the um, Pales by like twenty some points. Um, yeah, yeah, like one thirty five to one fifteen, and then you you try call yourself a top, yeah. you know, one of the top teams in the West. Like you can't you can't yeah. allow that type of stuff to happen. And, you know, as, as much as much as it sickens me, you know, I I don't see nobody stopping the Lakers. 
Other than you know, if they get in there, the Nets, if they get KD back, I can see that. But anybody else other than Nets in there, uh, they can go ahead and start uh, designing the rings. And the Clippers, they got like like you said with Paul George, you got to lead it to um, Ty Lue to, to get on to those, get on the rest because yeah. you you really not helping yourself out, especially now starting to be like. Yeah. That's your M.O. now to complain. Complain. And uh, Kawhi kind of touched on. He was saying they they weren't getting calls, but he's like, you just gotta kind of play through it. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're gonna get to them about the trade deals. They're looking to get somebody. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about later. Yeah. Also on Wednesday, the Cavs they beat the Celtics <laughs> one seventeen to one ten, and that, that just it's just unacceptable. Like you you can't. They got no business losing yeah. to no Cavs. With the talent that they have, and even though all of their players may not be a hundred percent, still they have enough talent, more than enough talent to uh, figure out some kind of game plan to beat the Cavs. I mean, come on, man! I don't know what's going on with them. Maybe Danny, Danny may be the problem. Yeah, now they're 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 behind the Charlotte Hornets. They're twenty and twenty. <laughs> they're the AC right now. They're at five hundred, and you would have thought coming into the year. Um, they yeah. look to be building on what they did in the bubble, but yeah, right. Subtly, they they not subtly, but like um, Jason Tatum, I saw the article. He was saying he still doesn't feel um, the same since having, having COVID, and that seemed like that's kind of a big issue. Like he's still scoring his points and stuff, but his stamina is what it needs to be. His, his stamina or something, yeah. like, you know, it, it deals with your cardiovascular system oh, and yeah. all, okay. you know, with anybody. And um, he's a young, fairly young guy, and it seems like nobody's really kind of talking about that. And um, mm-hmm. but they they got to figure out something. They got to. We talked about it and like ad nauseum um, about they need a center, they need another guard, and um, they're at the point now. You know, they one year they blame Kyrie. You know, that one yes, year they did. They that last a couple last couple of years they've been blaming um, Hayward. And now Hayes, yeah. he's on the team now. They're ahead of them, yeah. and he's playing the top tier. Like he could, he could have been arguably an all star this year. Yeah, and um, it's just coming down to something's got to shake with that amount of talent, that amount of money you're paying those guys too. Absolutely. So they got to figure out something to replenish their bench. Because Marcus Smart can't cover up everything. Like he is a good player. He is back too. That's gonna help. Yeah. But Kimba has to get it going, and um. Yeah, they they gotta they gotta yeah, swing some type of trade, give up those picks and those trade accepts, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I don't and I don't I don't understand that uh, you're starving to death, but you got a thousand dollars in your pocket and you're hungry. That, that don't make any sense. I mean, I think that, you know I think some of that, and you know we, we we talked previously about you know that coach might be it, it. It might be time to move on from Danny and to get somebody in there who has a little more. Uh, you know, creativity as far as getting that those players together. Because, you know, like we always talk about, you know, that, that window, uh, some other teams going to mess around and come up here, and then you got uh, they, another team has already come up there. L- look at uh, the Nets. The Nets, when Danny had all those ch- those picks, he, the, the Nets weren't in the picture, really. And Philadelphia, they're there. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah, and this – yeah, we got that. They just gotta, they gotta figure that out to be, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, of course it was the bubble, but now you're fighting to stay in the playoff <laughs> hunt in the East, where yep. the East, 
really the top three are kind of separating. It's just a free fall through four through, I guess, ten now, you know, with the play-in tournament. Yeah. And another team out east, they've kind of got back in the picture, crazy enough, uh, the Wizards. They beat the Jazz 131 and 122 um, last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russ scored 35, Bill had 43. And I think now the Jazz have lost two in a row. They lost to the Warriors earlier this week. Yeah. I think. They did. And um, they they look kind of shaky. Not shaky, but I think. Um, Might be tired. Is this a road trip there? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the point guard, Conley, he didn't play, but they still should have right. beat them. But I guess the Wizards have won almost six, the, the past six or seven games. So they picked it up, but the Jazz, I, I put the onus on them. They should, that shouldn't, yeah, that game shouldn't, because they were blowing them out at one point. Yeah, and I guess they got it back closer, but like that's that's just uh, the, the Wizards were up by twenty some points at one point. I had stopped watching it. They were up to about twenty five points like that, and they were pouring it on. I mean, and uh, you know, Russ was sitting out there actually. Like he was running the, the offense, he was setting other guys up to get wide open jumpers. Man, it was uh, incredible. They they just gotta, yeah. I guess, settle down. Maybe just a little lag from coming out the All Star break, but they better get to it because they the Lakers. Uh, I think they won their game since they've come back from the break. Yeah, I yeah. know they beat the Warriors pretty bad. They yeah, beat they beat the Hornets last night. Expected and that. they beat somebody else. The um yeah the um. Timberwolves, they beat them pretty yeah. handily, I think. That's a pretty so they better try to get try to get their league just in mm-hmm. case AD does come back in yeah. the um, regular yeah. season. But the way it's looking, I don't think he's coming back. AD gone till the first round. So uh, after the first round, with that, we're gonna head over to the you know NBA trades. That's what we're getting closer to. The trade deadline is on the twenty fifth, mm-hmm. and um, that's in six days. And uh, one of one of the trades we've been talking about in a while, like a, a long time, uh, PJ Tucker finally he got moved. He got traded to the Bucks for DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson in an unprotected first round pick. Mm-hmm. Do you like that trade for the Bucks, or what I, do you think? I, I, I like it. I'm gonna tell you why. And I, I know we, we talk about the Bucks need need offense and everything, but you know we, we often talk about this thing about in a locker room, what you got to have inside that locker room. I, I think PG Tucker will, will be like the grown man. He's he's that, that tough uncle you have that everybody straighten up when, when Uncle X comes into the room. I think Tucker brings that a toughness also about about himself. And, you know, and and there's some that's, those are things you can't measure. I mean, he, he comes in, they know he's gonna play hard in those defense, and he's able to score some some jumpers, wide open jumpers when he's when he's available. When they're available to him, but I think he, what he brings to them is a, is a grown up man and in into, into that locker room is somebody who's gonna play. They know what they're gonna get every night from him. I, I'm kind of um, halfway with lukewarm about it. I mean, he he does add uh, um, another dimension to their team because um, a lot of times um, their center, um, I'm forgetting his name, but the uh, the twin. He can shoot threes and space the floor, but then sometimes, of course, when those teams go small, yeah, he can't really stay out there. So Tucker would would help with that because Giannis is big enough to to guard a center, absolutely. And um, or or he because I I don't want Tucker on the center, um, you uh, know. No, we saw the way we that, saw it last year. Was oh my killers. I felt I felt so bad oh, I, for him. I did, I did too. But out out east, um. 
I guess well they'll be down the line if they do match up with Philadelphia that'll be a problem then but mm-hmm. like if they have to happen to run into the Bucks I mean not the Bucks uh Brooklyn the Nets yeah he could kind of play better and guard um they because they have uh I'm going blank uh they the the guy he's, he's played on every team now um. You know, he played with um, oh Green, Green, yeah. If he yeah, can Green. match yeah, up yeah, with yeah, Green yeah, better, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Giannis could match up with uh, you know KD. KD. So I think that it will help in those type of situations against Miami or like like even against um the way they're, where they're going, like uh, the Celtics. Like they have to face oh, them yeah, in the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. They they can be small enough to switch, and he can hit the corner threes, and he's been in deep in the playoffs. Yeah, and he, um, it doesn't. He's not afraid. He's not frightened. Yeah, and that yeah. that could help with them and hopefully yeah. get them motivated. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that hopefully you know the deadline's not over yet. But I hope they get another some type of scoring guard. Yeah, from somewhere I don't know where they could get it, but I, I that's what I kind of kind of yeah. wish for them. I don't I don't understand. You know, in today's basketball, it's like it's a hard it's hard to get a guard that, that can score. I can remember in the old days they had a, all them guards wanted to do was shoot the ball. And you can't you can't find that kind of killer out there. I, I now? think they that they just these t- I don't know, I think they just lay, lazy. lazy. They just don't have good. Um, how how is it like the Toronto? They can get guards that can score, or um, you know Denver has all those guards. All the yeah. most of them, all of them can score. They can get them, but certain teams, the Bucks can't can't somehow find people that can shoot and score. How about trading for one of them players, or, or something, getting, getting a G League um, yeah. scout or something? But I just don't. I don't bat it. Yeah. Uh, even um, hopefully they can get like Reddick or somebody, but I, I, I doubt they're gonna get anybody else. I think that that's probably the only move they're gonna do. Oh, you and by the way, you was talking about Rick Lopez. That's who you were talking about, the Brooke, Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I just came to me. I think there's Brooke and Brooke, um, his brother playing. <clears throat> in Milwaukee, and um, another trade happened. Um, Trevor Reza, I didn't even know he was still in the <laughs> league. I knew he was, you know, he's with Portland last year, yeah. and then he opted out of the bubble. So I just thought he was just one of those players that just, you know, they just um, don't get signed by anybody, and that's yeah. kind of it. So I guess he was with with OKC, or he was still they just attached to them. Yeah, some kind of way. That's when it was okay to the Thunder. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. they traded him to the Heat for Myers Leonard and for a second round pick. You know, Myers Leonard was oh, yeah. in said controversy that. for, you know, saying yeah. what he said, which I yeah. think he, he might be out of the league now. Probably. Because uh, he was already teetering as a, you know, the league has gone away from real big, big guys, and he's he was hurt too. So yeah, he and he's up. getting up, yeah, he's getting up in age. So mm-hmm. that that might be the death knell for him. So you seen him, Trevor Reza. I, I guess it, I guess it helps them, but it's like I, I don't, I don't, maybe, I don't know what that what maybe, that does. They, for them. Maybe they want another mature person out there playing. You remember last year in the bubble? You know those as good as those young Miami players were. You know they. And at some point, you know, the pressure and stuff started getting to him. Sometimes you need an old veteran. I just said, man, just, just chill out. He's not going this way. Uh, I, I, play him this way. They already have Iguodala. That's why I don't – I guess they're going to yeah. play him. Well, a reason more so now he's really a stretch four now. So, I guess yeah. that's – he's kind of there. What we talked about, um, mm-hmm. they lost – you know, they lost uh, – what's his name? Um, the guy, he went to Phoenix. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, um, um, yeah, 99. Yeah, they. Uh, I guess they 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 missing that. 
But um, I guess it'll help. But you know, he's gonna play defense. He knows his roles. You know, shoot yeah. corner threes and yeah. play defense. You're not gonna try to take anybody off the dribble nope. or do anything outside of his skill set. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a good move. And then because um, the Heat have been on the uptick, like they they've won a lot of games. They they're lost to the well. to the Grizzlies the other night. Yeah. But outside of that, they've they've been playing pretty pretty well. They kind of got just because they got Jimmy back. Yeah, that helps a lot. And then I think uh, what it is, they, they everything's sort of coming. In. Sometimes these teams take a little while to get it back together, man. You know, and they, like you said, we talked about it earlier. How they, a lot of those guys were tired. I mean, you remember in the playoffs, Jimmy played all those minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's what I I, I even kind of cut some slack for the Celtics. Like they they went deep, real deep in the playoffs, and um, then on top of that, you know. You know the bubble, and they kind of had those quick turnarounds, and then the season came pretty quick for them. So I kind of cut them some slack. But you got to look at LeBron; he's thirty six, and he's yep. I get I, well. I, I don't think we should compare LeBron's on a different tier level from a lot of guys. His mentality and his um, he has a he has a, he has yeah, a, a his, training regime yeah, regimen that's uh, uh you know, and we don't know what kind of people he LeBron got a, got probably got a staff of people working nutritionists and. Yeah, guys so. work with his muscles and stuff, you know, flexibility, you know. And um, well, one of the other, um, I don't think we mentioned him last time, Javale McGee. I think he's looking, hoping to be a buyout because I think he could help a lot of teams. I always hear about the um, Brooklyn Nets, of course, but they're saying they they might want him as a last resort. And um, I think the Lakers have jumped back, mm-hmm. um, possibly bringing him back because. Uh, Marcus Saul, he he's play, he he does what he does, but he can't cover like he's not agile, and I think he doesn't really uh, protect the basket like especially above the rim and getting lobs, yep. that type of play. But he's gonna really show his worth when they if they meet meet up with like the Nuggets where he has to call Yoke and Bang, or if it's they whole, get, if Embiid gets to the finals, that's what know. he's for. Yeah. So what 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 teams you think uh, Javale could help I, out? Oh God. He, the, the two you mentioned, I think he could, he could help the Lakers. I mean, uh, you know, I know Dwight's gone now, and and uh, and Javale. I was always impressed in the lab when he was with with, with uh, Golden State, and when he first came to to the uh, Lakers, he he would get like eight to ten points off of just those lobs or putbacks and stuff. You know, that's you think about it, that's a lot of points down for just a guy who he's not going to be the mainstay. But uh, I think he I think he could help the uh, the uh, the Nets. You know, if they could work it out. And definitely, they would find work for him in in L.A. But also, one other team we 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 thought thought, thought about. How about uh, uh the uh, L.A. Clippers? The Clippers could use him. Yeah, that's you know. <clears throat> I, I I haven't heard too much about that, but yeah, he could really help them because Zubac. I don't know if he's playing as well as he's played in the past. And uh, you just want some insurance too with Ibaka. He's kind of up in age. You know, he might twist the ankle or something. Oh. And like you said, those easy baskets, those, they they add up. You know, sometimes you get in a lull. You know, you go on those droughts. Yeah. And he'll, you know, if you just throw it up to him, he'll get you. get close to <laughs> Or just, a, you know, he's just offensive rebounding. You know, just give you other new possessions. Like he can help like, uh, you know, Portland. They should probably be trying to get check for him. Yeah. Um, some people you say the Warriors potentially if they don't have to give anything up, he could probably help them. Um, you know, just add more depth in the Nuggets. You know, yeah. he could help them. Yeah. Um, 
No, it's basically a lot of teams. Oh, the Celtics, of course, we talked about but, but that. But that'd be too logical. They're not going to get him. Yeah, them. so they're not. They're probably not going to get him. Mm-hmm. I say he's probably going to go somewhere like Portland. For some reason, they always pop up and they can grab those players. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's what I think. Just the, just the oddity of just how odd stuff happens. You think somebody's going to go. Like, yeah. This would be perfect for them to go there. Then they end up going somewhere totally, somewhere totally different. So. What about Whitehead? Is he is he a free agent now? What, what how what's his status? Uh, he's still he just with the Kings. He's they say King. the the Lakers are interested yeah. in him, trying to keep an eye on him because he's more he's a real good shot blocker. He's one of the few people in the recent years who's had triple doubles off of blocks. Okay, and um, I heard the Lakers are really um, um keying in on him because I think their culture because he's kind of. They'd say he's kind of knucklehead, and they yeah. could probably kind of keep him in order. Yeah, and I think he, like you said, even the Clippers, them too, they probably would want to check him out um, for um, you know see see what he can do. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the Kings are willing to uh, buy him out or get rid of him because they yeah. they need all the type of defense um, they can they can get right now and. Uh, <clears throat> Another guy, he's kind of under the radar, John Collins of the Hawks. Hmm. They're saying now the Hawks, I guess, are are not looking to trade him because they're saying, like, he's a restricted free agent, and they're saying they're going to match him. So now it's kind of reversal. You know, they were – him and Trey Young, I guess, had gotten to it previously early in the season. I guess now since they're winning games, everything's all, everything's right all gravy. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think he's mostly been linked to, like, to the Mavericks and – um. You know mm. other young teams, but I yeah. guess now they're saying they're gonna keep them. But mm. we'll see when they hit another skid because you know that's because the teams they beat not not to crap on them or anything, but they 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 beat like the OKC and the Bulls and teams lower struck, teams around their struck, their level. They yeah. haven't beat any like anybody like Phoenix or the Lakers mm. or um, any top teams, you know, yeah. so to speak. So. They've been teams at their level or below their level, you say. <laughs> and um, this guy, Aaron Gordon, he's they, they've been talking about trading for the last five years, and it never happens. But now they're saying they're available because the Magic, they're one of the worst teams in the league because, um, mm-hmm. you know, they they kind of been, you know, barely in the playoffs these recent years. Well, they've been in the playoffs, but yeah. they're one of those one and out, you know, one and out teams. Yeah. and. They're saying now the Nuggets, uh, the Blazers, Timberwolves, Warriors, and the Rockets are interested in him. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, let's scratch the Rockets off of that off of the list right away. The Timberwolves, I think that you could you could you could say that you could see where the, maybe the Nuggets and and the, maybe the Warriors, you know. But the, and to me, like the Blazers, I I count the, the Blazers. I think the Blazers are just like this this uh, football coach once said. We knew who they were. And they're proving it right away every day. I mean, to me, like, to me, like, I can't tell them between the Blazers from last year or two, three years ago. They're the same team. They, 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 they do, they do the complete opposite of what you think they should be doing. You know, going out to a guy like this, even that, uh, uh you know, these other guys to to bring some stability, some some strength. You know, to add another facet to the team, but because just having two scoring guards, just, that's just not gonna cut it. Yeah. I don't know. I think Aaron Gordon for because you know they can't get anybody. Else. I think he could potentially help. He can create. He can't. He's not the greatest. Can he get his own shot? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, he he get his okay. own shot, so he may, in the slight change, actually do do better as a third um, option rather than being the first or second option. Because um, 
you know, he can like uh he for this recent stretch they say he's shooting like forty forty six percent from three, you know, yeah. it's a small sample size, but I think he could I think he could help them if they actually got him. But like you said, when stuff makes sense, Let's that means it's not going to happen. So I don't, I don't think they'll be able to swing them because I don't know what type of picks mm-hmm. be um, they have and um, their assets. I know they they talk about um, the Simons, you know, the guard. He won the dunk contest. Yeah, they they've been dangling him for different teams because he can't even, you know, he's just can actually play. He can't get on the court. Yeah. So, but Orlando, you know, they already have. Um, um, Greg Anthony's son. Oh yeah. They have um, the boy from uh, Philadelphia. Um, yeah, the one who's, I know who I messed up his show. He tore his ACL. Yeah. yeah. So they have two point guards. So I don't know if they're looking to add another one, mm-hmm. but um, they might just probably get another team involved in with the Nuggets with Aaron going. Yeah. That would be a. I guess he would potentially fill the role like what Millsap is doing. He would probably be the third or fourth mm-hmm. option, and that's probably good for a player like him. But I don't know if he's willing to, to mm-hmm. do that. But he's been, you know, just one and done in the playoffs and a lot of losing. So maybe he he will. Yeah. So, sometimes these these players just need to change change addresses. You know, sometimes it's just just that simple. You know, uh, they they get. Into almost like a funk, you know how sometimes when you're doing something at home, you can't get anything completed. Go do something different. Move, move just change your situation. Say, okay, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna back off. I'm gonna put it down for a while. Then come back to it. And some of those guys, I think, uh, that, that, you know, they get to a point where they've hit the ceiling basically in that location. So it's time to move on. Yeah. Then like with the wars, I've been hearing it for the last four years or so. Like they keep. I, I just don't understand that lot. That would mean to me, somebody like him, that means Draymond will have to go. And I don't think they're willing to do that right now. He's still viable, but he's not, you know. No, he's uh, not Draymond from three years Dray- ago. Yeah, Draymond from yeah, the, yeah. the first start yeah. of the dynasty, but he's still valuable on what he does and his leadership and um, just his IQ. Gordon seems like he just, <laughs> he he's not a great, great enough shooter. Yep. And then he's more of a 20. I don't know if he's a three or a four. So yep. it's already um, enough players around Steph that can't shoot. Absolutely. They're great. So I don't see why you would possibly trade Oubre for him or possibly Wiggins. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it would just be the same thing. Somebody just another inconsistent yeah. uh, forward, at least yeah. um, with uh, – it's the same cereal in a different bowl. Yeah, that, that's what. Yeah, that's that's just, all what you got. It just seemed like you just trading somebody. I guess Aaron Gordon is taller than uh, Wiggins, I think. Yeah, and kind of bigger than the Ubre, but I'm not. But you know what? I'm not willing to give him Wiggins yet, man. I, I just, I, I just think when they, if they get there, we get that right situation together where he's where there's no pressure on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would just that wait till man. Clay comes back, yeah. and then. Yeah. He's still fairly young when you could possibly trade him if you want to do that. But I was just still – I was just trying to hang on both of them because they're still fairly yeah. young guys. Yes, they're indeed. Not, they don't seem like they're too too crazy, and they seem like they like playing there. So I would try to hold Ooh, on too. to them. and Because yeah. Aaron Gordon's now, he's starting to have little nagging injuries a lot. Mm-hmm. And at least Williams, I don't think he's had any real serious injuries uh, Ubre, I think he had a knee injury a couple of years ago, yep. and he's still fairly. He's probably like twenty five or something. It's coming into so his prime. I, I would 
just just me, I know a lot of like Golden State fans, they're they're just anxious. One day they want to trade Oubre, then next day they want to trade Wiggins. So you know, I think they just need to hold off until Clay comes back and then possibly move forward. Yeah. And um another small small type of trade, but for the average fan they never heard of uh Larry Markin and um he's a center power forward with the Bulls. They said the Bulls are looking to trade him because he's since he's been in the league, I don't think he's played probably forty games a season. Mm. He gets hurt every every year, and you know that little you know they have another center. I forget his name. He played with play with play that Duke. They never actually had a chance to play probably twenty more than twenty games with each other, and he's like he just keeps getting hurt. He's inconsistent. Yeah. He has like nagging injuries, and um, I think the Bulls at this point they're ready to just just offload them and um, kind of move moving another direction. <laughs> and um, I think it'd probably be best for both of them. He probably needs yeah. to get out of there, and um, yeah. you know they they probably have another forward um, that they can probably just plug in for what he does. Oh yeah, and he's just sitting over there. He's getting paid, so I mean you know I understand that sometimes you got to move off of these guys, man. He not, you know, he's still on that rookie deal. He's not getting paid. Oh, That's the other thing. Yeah. It's like he's just it makes it kind of zapping their their future. You know, I guess they just, they guess they seen enough about him, and then maybe they they know something where he's just gonna be injury prone. Yeah. For the rest of his career, so I just hope he, you know, I don't like to see because I used to get hurt a lot when the little did I play. Yeah. And um, that's one of the worst things, kind of, for those guys to guess. keep getting hurt. I know. And um, having all that talent, so I hope he uh, figures something out, gets out of there, and moves on to mm-hmm. somewhere else. Um, Another training uh, staff, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Clippers, uh, back to them, they they're looking to trade for Lonzo Ball, and I think that'll be a great move. Absolutely. Because he has size. He he doesn't. He's kind of. I think he's gotten over his little nagging injuries, and then he'll be somebody that's looked at as a probably like a fourth option if yeah. that. Um, I guess if they keep Lou Will or not, but like Patrick Beverly, like he's hurt again. Oh, so he stay in the hospital. What 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 could you possibly lose by getting a younger player that can play just a good defense, and he can put people in the right position? He'll willingly pass to Absolutely. you know Kawhi yeah. and Paul George, so he's not going to be messing up their chemistry, <laughs> looking for shots. <laughs> and um, he's a solid defender. He's been getting yep. better with threes, and I just hope you know. The way the Pels are looking to probably offload him because he doesn't really fit with um right. he's right really that consistent of a shooter but with the Clippers yeah he would be perfect yeah so what do you what but do you think about that I think it's a great move and I, I, I I've been I've watched uh, some of those Pel games and uh to me Alonso is is uh, it seems like he's healthier and he's kind of more confident you know one night he I think what he had twenty some points and X number of rebounds he had a great yeah he played good against great game. the Clippers yeah, that, it, the game and, and he to me like he doesn't seem like he's a problem do, do you know what I mean like he looks like he's just out there he said okay y'all want me to do this I'll do this you know I mean I think he'd be a perfect fit for them and and, and you know we discussed Patrick Bev you know after, after a while uh, you start looking at it and say well what exactly does he give us that we couldn't get from this guy here He's bigger and he's more athletic, probably, and he's not going to cause any any issues, you know. And I think it'd be a, a great move for them to do that. But if they don't want to do it, you know, that's on them. Yeah, I, I hope it goes through. Like he really fitting, yeah. and Patrick Beverly probably will get offloaded with with that um, yeah. that trade. And they probably, 
I don't think New Orleans would want him for their future because he. No, no. He he can. Sh- I think he can. He can shoot and add toughness, but if he can't stay on the floor. So it's like, what what would be the point? So I would just go ahead and turn it over to those other um, yeah. young guards that they have already. And just go with them because they kind of can shoot shoot a little better and more consistent. And um, no. Well, well, let me tell you something. New Orleans has some players, Marcus. They got some pieces, though. Don't I mean people look at them a little crazy, but they got some guys. Them guys come out there and they play hard too. I'll give them that. You know. And one of the last little trades, um, uh, Jabari, the Kings, they want to trade Jabari Parker. And this, man, this is kind of um, the way his career is going. He was a number two uh, draft pick to the Bucks. He's, he's 26 years old yeah. out of Chicago. Now he's getting traded from the Kings. And I think and if he doesn't figure something out, he's probably going to be out of the league yeah. at this point. Yeah. And um, I guess he could um, – a lot of teams, I mean, the Celtics, they should take a flyer on. I mean, he he can score. He he can't guard his shadow. Like that's his whole yeah. problem. He's like he doesn't know how to rotate. That's a lot of players. Uh, he doesn't try. He just just clueless on defense. But if you need some type of offense, I think possibly come the Celtics. The yeah, just come off the bench and score. Yeah. Celtics, um, maybe um, Dallas Bucks. <laughs> well, he's already with them. He's with them. Okay, that's what, that's what he's drafted to. Yeah, so, so they, they just they just let him go. So I don't know if they'll oh, bring man. him back, but he would help. I I would think. Um, yeah, they need some offense. Scoring, so maybe yeah, maybe, maybe so. I mean, you know, like I said, he a lot of these old players. I I don't I don't get it. Maybe if he goes with a team now, he probably he, he's intelligent enough surely to know that hey man, you know, you're running out of. Place to stop it, <laughs> you know. Other than going to Europe, uh, sometimes that that may change their mentality. And uh, but, let's yeah. let's go ahead and move on uh, okay. to uh, rookie of the year. It seems like the run the race is pretty much uh, so, mellow balls to lose. Like he, now, yeah. like I said, they're in the seventh seed. They moved ahead of Boston yes. in the standings, and they're looking to probably move up to um, probably even the fifth seed. Yep, if they go on enough, um, if they have a pretty easy schedule towards the the end of the season, yeah. And uh, at one point, um, you know, Wiseman kind of was playing pretty well. Then he got hurt. He hurt his wrist, and he was out for about two or three weeks, and that kind of messed him up. Then he, they had him coming off the bench, and then uh, Steve Kerr kind of cut his minutes, and um, so he's kind of fell out. And I think um, this Halliburton kid from the Kings. Yep. But the Kings suck also, and yeah. he, that LaMelo has them in the playoffs, so I think it's pretty much his, you know, his award to lose. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd agree with you on that. And I'll be honest, when he when he came in, I, I really didn't know too much about how he would uh, how he would stand up. He's playing like, 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 like this is no big deal to him. He doesn't seem like he doesn't, he doesn't play any, under any pressure. The last game he was in, uh, they, he, you know, he, he was playing kind of bad, and he came back. After halftime and picked it up, you know. So I, I, he evidently he has a good heart about. It. He understands, uh, you know, you got to lead that first half in the first half. Now we're playing the second half, so I, I, I think he has a little toughness, and uh, I'm surprised by him. I'll be honest with you. And uh, he kind of got not in trouble, but they try to make it bigger. Like they asked him how he felt about facing LeBron, and he didn't. It's like oh, he yeah. didn't take it as no big deal. And but then you think about his father, how he raised him to tell him y'all better than Jordan. So why would you yeah. think 
he would be phased by facing LeBron. Like I don't think he's trying to be disrespectful, oh, but that's would. just their mentality. You have to have that confidence type of mentality, and confidence. Yeah. So you can't compete if you're admiring somebody. You can't compete against yeah. them if you're all. Yeah. You know, just enamored with them. Oh like, yeah. You got to look at them just as another player, and I, you, I agree. I agree with him. With um, he's trying to give doing him, it. He's trying to give what LeBron's already been. That's all. That's all. What that's what. I, that's a mentality all them players should have. You know, because a lot, a lot of times they know those players. They know when somebody's scared of them or they're enamored with them. Like Michael Jordan could tell me he could look and tell yeah. people were scared. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure LeBron does the same does the thing. Same thing. Cause a lot, you know, and it's I don't think it's fear. You know, think about it. That, that was one player he was talking about the first time he got on the floor. He was playing against Kobe, and then he was thinking about. He said, "I got Kobe's." Post up in my in my dorm room, you know, and then he, there's Kobe over there in real life, and then Kobe could smell it probably. He could smell it. Said this guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat him alive. And uh, yeah. speaking speaking of LeBron, yeah, and the other players, like who do you think is the MVP so far? Like right now, they're saying Jokic is kind of I know NBA.com. He's moved into the top spot. Cause they've the Nuggets have been going on a good little run. They're back in the mm-hmm. I think the fourth seed now in the West, and they're moving up. Uh, Harden is playing pretty well. Giannis, of course, Embiid, Kyrie, but I you know he's hurt now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steph, even Steph, you know, he's hurt. His yeah. um his play has been pretty top notch. But like, who do you think is the MVP so far? If you want to, you if, know, if it was, if I had to pick one right now. Yeah, you know who I would pick? I, I pick James Harden, and, and I'm gonna tell you why. He's come to that team. They they got two other superstars. KD gets hurt. Kyrie probably is ailing a little bit, and Harden has kind of put the weight on his shoulders. Okay, I carry. I watch his play. He's he he has that look of that determined look in his eyes, like he's saying he'll do whatever necessary. If I gotta score fifty. I'm gonna light it up for 50, and he's passing the ball, he's dishing the ball off, he's playing the, the whole game basically, the whole realm of what a, a, a leader, a point guard, uh, you know, the, the uh, top dog on the team is doing. He's and I, I admire him for that. He's- yeah, I I, th- I think like you said, Harden, he's kind of to me uh, popped up as being one of the actual uh, MVPs. I know they, because because KD's been out almost like a month now, and he has been taking it up a notch. He's been playing a month. Um, I think last month in the East, and um, I I think Embiid, I would look at him as being MVP right now. But of course he's hurt. But to have Philly in the top seed, you know, because last year they were very inconsistent. They were they were just just middling along even before the pandemic happened. And um, I think Steph should get some type of votes. I don't know if he he'll, he'll win it, of course, but he's played kind of shut up a lot of people that saying he couldn't carry a team and all this nonsense just because he missed one year. And uh, Kyrie's played pretty well, too. And LeBron, I think he's kind of put on cruise control right now, so I don't think he can technically be MVP. But if he somehow gets them back in the one seed without uh, Davis, you know, a lot of people are going to sway their votes because he, he had – you know, he could play another night somewhere. He should have at least four, five or six more MVPs. And I think Jokic, too, he should he should have a good look. But I I think, really, I think probably it's going to be Embiid, I guess, if I had to pick one right now. Because he, you know, yeah. they kind of kept the same roster outside of um, Steph's brother and um, 
the couple more yeah the culture course <laughs> so I I, you know, I probably would say Embiid right now I, I, w- I mean I wouldn't have a problem with Embiid I, I, I just I, I'd like to see Embiid just play a whole year where he isn't hurting everything goes away. just so we can see you know what I'm talking about you, you, you got a great talent great physical specimen I want to see him at his very best so you can have a you know, have an image of him, what he what he could, can be, and I know, like you said, he he has uh, had some injuries over his career, but you know that's part of the game. Yeah. And uh, you got anything you want to talk about? I guess we're heading heading on. Out. Oh well, uh, let's see who I want to. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, the uh, we're talking about the Portland Portland uh, Trailblazers. Uh, I, I I was thinking about this, you know, and I I, I kind of touched on it briefly. Uh, to me. Portland is one of them kind of teams. Like if if they don't, for them to improve, they they're in the NBA West. That's a, that's gonna be rougher in the years go by. They're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to either get rid of one of those guards, and they're gonna have to start building a, a team, a traditional kind of team with some big. They're gonna get some, get some bigger players, and then some of those older guys they got they got they're gonna have to cut cut the wood and bring in those young guys, play those guys. And develop their team because that West is going to be too competitive. After a while, people are going to get sick of them. And they're going to say, "Well, we know what they're going to do. We, we're starting to do that already." If you think about it, you know one of them's going to get hurt. They'll maybe get to the first round, and they're going to lose after the second round or later. So to me, like they're 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 a team that's almost stuck in a, in a rut. I mean, they're they play exciting ball, but they're in a rut, and they're not going anywhere unless they make some drastic changes. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I, I don't think. They're not gonna do anything to the product, like you said. They they probably gonna lose this year in the second round, if that. Mm-hmm. And um, then they'll possibly. I think they ain't probably. Somebody's probably gonna tell them you you gotta get out of there. But um, yeah, I tell them. Uh, with that, you know that's that's the end of our podcast. Uh, I want y'all to remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And mainly on Apple Podcasts because that's weighted more in the podcast platform where we could, as we get more views, I guess, and more downloads, we'll get more um, notice more. And um, that can only help our show grow to get more people to um, listen to us and check us out. And uh, like I said, if you're on Apple Podcasts, um, be sure to subscribe to us, write a review and give us five stars if you can. And if you use Stitcher, uh, be sure to make us your favorite on there to keep up with us. Give us five stars if you can. Share the show if possible to your friends and your enemies, your co-workers. And if you use Spotify, uh, be sure to follow us on there to be sure to get our most recent episodes. And uh, with that, I'm Marcus Simmons on behalf of my pastor, Joel Simmons. Uh, y'all take care and uh, peace out. Good night.